Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. I'm Rod Anderson. Today you are going to learn how to disprove the Bible, prove it false, and in so doing destroy the faith of millions. Yes, I'm going to explain to you the way you can prove the Bible is fraudulent. The Bible says, prove all things, hold fast that that which is good. In the Old Testament, God speaking to the prophet Isaiah invites all mankind to come now, Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Even the most sceptical mind will admit the fairness of this invitation. Here in these two verses, the Bible challenges the sceptical, the unbelievers, to test it, to prove it. And if it fails the test, set it aside. But if it passes the test, then you can still choose to ignore it or choose to live by it as God's inspired word. You see, the Bible stakes everything on its ability to be able to foretell the future. If the Bible's claim to make genuine predictions is true, it is a miracle of foresight far beyond the ability of human wisdom and is the highest evidence of the supernatural authorship of the Bible. God claims to be the only one able to foretell the future. He says in Isaiah 46 verse 9 and 10, I'm God, there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. The ability to foretell the future is evidence of God's deity, which he claims cannot be counterfeited. It is also a fact that no other book in existence makes such a claim. Skeptics have gone to great pains and expense to to disprove the Bible. I'm going to tell you, two very effective methods and final methods of shattering the Bible. First, just disprove the prophecies. And second, produce some other book containing a real prophecy. God challenges you that neither can be done. All the famous places of antiquity, Syria, Phoenicia, Arabia, Tyre, Sidon, Idumea, Babylon, Assyria, Nineveh, Judah, Rome and many other countries are witnesses that do not forget, do not contradict. And though dead, these many countries rise to testify to the accuracy of Bible prophecy. Let me give you an example of one amazing prophecy, and that is of the ancient city of Tyre, the most famous Phoenician seaport of the day, which gloried for nearly 400 years. For 2,000 years, Tyre grew in importance until she became the mistress of the sea. She was the commercial center of the world. Tyre the beautiful, Tyre the learned, into which flowed the fine gold of Tarshish, the precious stones of Aram, the spirited horses of Armenia, the beautiful ivories of Damascus, the fine linen of Egypt and the flocks of Arabia, ships from all nations anchored in her harbour and their passengers bartered in her streets, while Tyre was at the height of her glory and power. And it would seem that she would stand forever. Along came Ezekiel. God's prophet, who prophesied about 590 BC, the following words found in Ezekiel chapter 26. 
They shall destroy the walls of Tyrus and break down her towers. I will also scrape her dust from her and make her like the top of a rock. It shall be a place for the spreading of nets in the midst of the sea, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And they shall lay stones and thy timber and thy dust in the midst of the water. And I will make thee like the top of a rock. Thou shalt be a place to spread nets upon. Thou shalt be built no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken it, saith the Lord God. None would have viewed these prophecies as anything but the mutterings of a madman. How could Tyre the Great suffer such indignities? How could she, the queen of the sea, in which the mighty Persian fleet harboured, be destroyed to such an extent? The prophecy of Ezekiel drifted into the past, and as the years rolled on, the prophet's words were soon forgotten. And then, in 570 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon besieged Tyre, and after 13 years took the city and destroyed it, wreaking fearful vengeance on the buildings and the people. Nevertheless, though the prophecy began with the Babylonian siege and the destruction of its temples, palaces and public buildings, its predictions went beyond that event. Let me explain. While the ruins of the old city remained after Nebuchadnezzar's siege, the prophecy declared, And they shall lay stones and thy timber and thy dust in the midst of the water. And I will make thee like the top of a rock. Thou shalt be a place to spread nets upon. Thou shalt be built no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken it, saith the Lord God. This prediction was not fulfilled with the Babylonians. The Tyrians rebuilt and planned to protect their wealth from future attacks. And it seemed improbable that the prophecy would ever be fulfilled. For 250 years, the prophecy remained unfulfilled. Then in 332 BC, Alexander the Great laid siege to the city of Tyre, but was immediately confronted by an unforeseen problem. Reaching the shoreline, he saw the city and its wealth he had come to take had been moved to an island fortress 500 metres from shore. Alexander's plan of attack was speedily formed and vigorously executed. He took the walls, the tower timbers, the ruined houses and the palaces of the ancient city that was destroyed by the Babylonians and with them he built a solid causeway to the island city. So great was the demand for material that the very dust was scraped from the site and laid in the sea. The prophecy declared that the old tire was to be built no more. This divine sentence of judgment has been a challenge down the centuries to every unbeliever upon the earth. The site is habitable. Millions of litres of water daily gush from the springs and fertile fields stretch clear to the distance mountains. I've been there and I've witnessed these things myself. For 2,000 years, no sceptic has dared to say the prediction is untrue. In fact, Volney, the French sceptic, tells of visiting this spot and observing fishermen drying their nets on the rocks just as the prophecies said they would. And I myself have seen just that. The accuracy of this prophecy is just the evidence sceptical minds need when they ask the question, how do we know the Bible is from God? 
Prophecy, real prophecies which can be examined and proven is the evidence and there are hundreds of them in the Bible which are easy to understand and even simpler to prove. If you go to YouTube, type in my name, the title and the title Seven Mind-Blowing Prophecies, you'll be able to find a presentation that I gave a while ago which further proves that the Bible is truly God's inspired word. I also want to help you in your understanding of the Bible and so to that end, I want to give you a 25-part series of Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies, which will suddenly broaden your understanding of the Bible. And all you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address, and phone number to info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au, and go to the tab mark, contact us, uh, fill in your details, and we will send them to you in no time at all. Well, our time has run out for now, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson.
You've been listening to the song Unmasked by Sarah Draggett.